Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. What would you consider the best years of your life? The best years of my life would probably be my mid-30s. On an average, what do you think the national response was? Well, I, I guess it depends on the average age of answerer. You think so? Because what if the best is yet to come, as they say? <laughs> when they've averaged it out, it comes out to about 36. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to know what... <laughs> What's the worst? You want to know what the worst is? Yeah. Do you want to take a guess? Early 20s. 13. 13. And I, and I can... I could see that. I'm trying to remember back. I was an I was awkward until I was about 14 or 15. Well, they say 13 is when you well, a lot of people you, you start to go through puberty, right? And well, not anymore. Well, well, you're you're It's it, much younger now. It, it's you're in puberty, right. I should say. Not you're not starting it, but you're in puberty because that usually probably starts right around 11 or 12. I right? think so. Somewhere around now. Oh god. <laughs> Why we just, I'm not because, ready for that. Because we have a 10-year-old. <laughs> Right, we have a ten-year-old boy. That's, that that's going to be interesting. It's a little later for boys, but <laughs> right. Regardless, okay. So early teens are the are average well, the worst. They say thirteen because it's uh, you're confused, and they say that you are experiencing a whirlwind of emotions. Oh yeah, that you don't know how to deal with. Yes, right. Do you remember that, or is it, it is it different for boys? I don't know. I think. That, uh, you know, well, a lot of a lot of people will say this, that that is about the time in their life when they started to notice uh, members of the opposite sex and were like attracted to and developed feelings. Well, isn't that how puberty like literally for them? (laughs) Well, the thing about it is and I've told you this before. I noticed what I thought were pretty girls when I was five. Yeah, I think you can. But I I, notice I had crushes. Well, you're just I had a crush. early bloomer. I had a crush on, uh, I remember my very first crush was some girls. I was in kindergarten. They came in to sing some folk music, and they were wearing, like, ponchos. It was, like, 1974. This is not shocking information right? at all. <laughs> they were wearing ponchos. And they had long hair. And they had long yes. blonde hair. Yep. And, it, I mean, it was the 70s, man. <laughs> And they came in and sang some like Joni Mitchell and stuff like that. Oh my and, god! Uh, I remember in kindergarten having a crush. I was like, "Oh my god, these girls are so pretty, <laughs> and they can sing so good, and they could play the guitar." And that was the first time I remember really. That's very cool. Thinking like that. Then I had a big hankering for my third grade teacher, oh. Mrs. De Marseille. <laughs> So that, that poor woman. Third grade would have put me at a, what about nine, eight or nine? Yeah, eight or nine. Somewhere in there. I tease Noah a little bit about girls. He doesn't bring them up. And he, yeah, he just is kind of like, eh, you're weird. He's <laughs> like, I was teasing him about Valentine's Day. The way, and I was like, are there any, are there any girls you want to put extra candy in their Valentine? And he was like, mom, it's not the nineties. <laughs> he's, he's, he's about to turn He'll 10. Be 10 in a couple of weeks. He's, so. he's very close to 10. On that note though, you are, by the way, now 
Well, you're about to turn 38. Yeah, I'm 37. I'll be 38 in, in August, not 38 October. in August, yeah. So here, here's a question for you. You're not quite there yet. But what, 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 I, I shouldn't be laughing. This isn't funny, but it's kind of funny for me because I, I can't relate, but I kind of can just by observing you. What do you think are some of the top things Googled by women when they turn 40? Oh my God. I, I shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, this isn't funny. Although I, I feel like I'm. I'm embracing uh, my age. I don't think that you listen though. Women, and it's not just women. Forty today is not what it was when our parents were forty. Well, to, and not even close. To really blow your mind, when my parents turned forty, I was twenty years old. <laughs> right, right, right. I know. So that's like another weird thing to even think about. Um, like I vividly remember my parents turning forty. I remember my dad turning forty as well. He was a. Uh, I remember one of the gag gifts his friends bought him, and it was a sweatshirt with two right sleeves because <laughs> my, my dad was a very conservative guy, right? Very conservative. So they bought him a sweatshirt with two right sleeves, and I was like, okay. And I didn't get it at the time because oh, I was still pretty young. But your dad was a hoot. But he was. He was v an very absolute funny riot. So, um, okay, so top things Googled by women in their 40s or yeah. uh, who are about to turn 40. Well, they, for 40 or over. Um, early, I would say early forties. It's it gonna, like. it's got to be stuff like wrinkles and gray hair. You to, and you want me to read, read a few? Yes, please. This is pretty recent, right? So this is for today's generation. Why is my neck sagging? <laughs> early symptoms of, of bone density loss. Oh, have yes. you, have you searched that? No, yet? I haven't, oh, but oh. I, I could see searching that. Here's, here's another one. Does Botox hurt? It does. It, it, well, it does hurt. Well, do you want to tell people about your Botox so experience? The I, first one that you had. I got anyways. Botox one time, and I jokingly, and I, I, I wasn't joking, but I said it. I said I'm a fainter because I am. Yeah, I, I've I have fainted my whole life, like pretty easily. The weird thing is, <laughs> well, we'll get this. I, just real quick, I have to mention this. Turns out I have faint once in a while as well. Yeah, and the, there yeah. is a sensitivity. There's right. like a certain vein that, yeah. that, that it, you can be sensitive to fainting. Anyway, so I tell her I'm, I'm a fainter and we have a good laugh and she does my Botox and I passed out cold on the table. You did, literally. Out cold. And like she took very good care of me and she got me a snack and some water and like wet towels for my face. And um, she was like, I should have asked more questions about you right. referring to yourself as a fainter. So uh, when I say Botox hurts, not, not, not actually. If you're not like a complete wimp like me, the funny thing is, as far as Botox is, I think some of the, uh, I, I think a, a big chunk of their patients now are in their twenties. I've heard that, and they call it preventative, right? And I guess that's neither here nor there if it is or isn't, or if, if you need it. But um, so I did get Botox once, and I have not gone back because I don't want to pass out again, and. Uh, it has worn off, and my wrinkles on my forehead are very deep, Can, and that's just what my face looks like. Well, now. but I'm honestly, I think women pay more attention to that th than other people. I just, I, guys specifically, like when you had Botox, I was like, so what? You, you couldn't even tell. I didn't even. Well, you're you're you don't have wrinkles. Oh, I, I have I deep creases on my no, forehead. You, you, well, only when you make a a scowl. When you scowl, you have, which is a lot of the time. <laughs> 
So, so okay, what else are we go- are are we women forty the- year old women googling? Forty year old. Okay, the last one was does Botox hurt? Here's another one. How do I stop my husband snoring without waking him up? Oh, well, why are you googling? Just shove him. Right. Don't worry right, about right, waking exactly. him up. Just push him as hard as you can. There's no etiquette there. No <laughs> etiquette there. Uh, odds of getting pregnant at 45. Oh. See that? Yeah, there's a lot of anything uh, about menopause. Uh, well, causes of women's hair loss. Oh, did I tell you I'm like losing my hair in chunks? You're not losing your hair in chunks. Listen, I'm my hair is thinning. I think it's from COVID. It's a it's a bad thing. Did you? That is that's a real thing. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, it was Alyssa Milano that that first started talking about that, and that was a year and a half ago. And everybody looked at her and they were making fun of her, talking like she was crazy. Turns out it's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. And it can last for a few months, I think. Yeah. After you have COVID. And I'm pretty sure. You had like, COVID in January. I already have thin, fine hair. I'm pretty sure that it's coming out in globs. I don't see that either. <sighs> okay. So I don't. now that I'm done with my list of things that's wrong with me. Okay. What else? What else are we Googling? Cures for bloat. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what that. What about. Cost of microderm abrasion. <laughs> Why is it all of these things that are? It, because it, we want to keep our faces. It's that w- con- where we feel like they're they're youthful. It's the constant search for the fountain of youth, right? right? Is, is that what it is? There is, <laughs> and I don't know if women are just paranoid or what, but the difference between a ruptured cyst and indigestion. Oh God, these are like hypochondriac things. Or what happened to my collagen? Adult acne treatments, because apparently that's something that comes along with menopause. Yes, I have heard that before. Help for hot flashes. Oh, God, I'm not ready for any of this. Stiff joints in the morning? That's something I can I can relate. You know what? Yeah. If you're lucky, God, this would be divine timing. If you're lucky, you may have a wife going through menopause and a daughter going through puberty at the exact same time. Wouldn't that be a blessing? That's got to be like this. That's got to be like the seventh level of that hell. That would be such a blessing right? for you. You would handle it so well. Here, here, here's another one that gets googled by women in their forties: Are varicose veins genetic? Oh, they are. Are they? Did, well, they your mom be. didn't have them, did she? Um, I, I, mean, I don't think anybody in your family I've not seen not like the, like the thick ones. Oh. But like the spider veins. The visual more yeah. just not the actual yeah. bulging. Yeah, I have spider veins on the backs of my legs. I have not noticed that either. But I also don't care. Like I used right, to be right. get really self-conscious about it and be like, I'm not wearing shorts. I'm not wearing a swimsuit. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, this is not, again, we're not pointing or, or making fun of anybody. I don't anybody. care I'm about just, my, I'm just... my cellulite <laughs> on my butt cheeks. I don't care about any of it. I'm telling you what Google has said is the top <laughs> searches for women in their 40s. Uh, here's another one that I, I found was I thought was kind of funny. Four cups of coffee and the health risks that go with it. <laughs> four? Try like 14. <laughs> oh, my God. How how about this? Because you and I can both relate to this. And we were trying to just figure this out recently. Why am I so tired on the weekends? <laughs> you want to know why? Because we figured it out. It's because we stay up a little later on Friday we and Saturday night. We stay up a little later. And I like, I could sleep till probably 10 o'clock if the kids weren't home. It's oh, like yeah. I'm catching oh. up from Are being exhausted yeah. from, from, the, from the week. We don't, 
Right now, the only thing that prevents us from sleeping in is our five-year-old daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, Noah, our, our, our son will sleep till... So that's normal? And he doesn't care. For us to be tired on the weekend? Yeah, apparently that's a thing. <sighs> Headaches and brain tumors. Because every time you get a headache, <laughs> you know. think you have a brain tumor, right? Is there anything about moles? We'll get... To, I'm, I'm, run, I'm working through this, this list. This is a lot. We're Googling a lot of things. The best CBD oils. This has be caught on big time. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, if you're not familiar. And it's come a long way right. since it first got popular. And in here in southern Minnesota, we have CBD centers. and I would encourage you to go check out some of their products. Yeah, it, they're, they're doing very well. Uh, flattering mom jeans. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Xanax, Xanax <laughs> side effects. Yep. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Yep. How do you know <laughs> if you have menopause is one of the big Google searches. <laughs> God, this is so relatable. It hurts. Is that that's are, are you reading this from my Google history? No, I, I am literally. This is it you know, could be. And this was actually done in. Uh, this was done with ARP. They're one. They're they're. <laughs> listen, you started making fun of me when I when I got the started to get the ARP stuff in my forties, right now, and I still yep. occasionally yep. get something. And then if you remember. Who was the famous guy? Luke we, Perry. Luke. R.I.P. Luke Perry, who is now deceased. died. Yeah, but he was the face. That was an actual signed endorsement deal Aww. for R. And he, and I mean, and that's when it really hit home for everybody. Right. Right. Like, we're, we're not young. Yeah. And uh, also, non-invasive facelifts. Oh, yeah. I right? was just Googling um, <laughs> the other day about... Uh, non-injection lip plumping really (laughs) how do you do that what is was that a kylie jenner thing what do they do it with plumping do do they do it with suction i don't know i didn't find that i was looking for like serums oh i I don't know like uh, topical things that i could put on my lips to plump them because i can't put more needles in my face (laughs) so so Uh. that's another way there's a few more i'll run through here real quick (laughs) Can I run with knee pain? You like to run, and you've battled some aches and yeah, pains while you've done it. That was one of the reasons that we ended up with the Peloton, because right. my joints are getting old. Well, and, and cycling is just anything any physician will tell you. It's that that's, low, it's You can do better. it for a lot Yeah, longer. that's low impact, and it's much better for your for your legs. Uh, does squinting at my iPhone cause wrinkles? <laughs> Speaking of squinting. Are you, you going to need readers before long? So I had a meeting the other day. Yeah. And I'm trying to read this document that was printed in like 11 font and I'm like holding it back and moving it in. And I'm like, I'm doing the thing that everybody does before they reach for their readers. Right. And once you go for readers, by the way, there's no going back. At 37? Yeah. Well, it's right around 40 is the mark. So the last few years uh, when I've, yeah, when I've had my eye appointment, my eye doctor has, has said, I, I asked, inquired about it and and she was like, you know what? Where are you at? And I told her, I can't remember what the strength was I needed. And then she gave me these uh, bifocal type contact lenses, which were all right. But if you've ever had those, you know that you sacrifice with distance sight, right? Oh. If you're nearsighted and you have bifocal contact lenses, your 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 distance, you, you will sacrifice on that. And they don't work particularly good. So now... Uh, she told me your best option at the moment is just 
I, I hate to say it, but carry the readers around, right? Just have a pair of readers <sighs> with you. But on that note, remember the product I showed you the other night? Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're making glasses now that are cool, like designer frames, and they're just crystal clear lenses with a bifocal that you cannot see built in. So you wear them as an accessory, and when you need to look read, you just have that mm-hmm. built into them. That's a pretty good idea. I that thought is that was cool. I thought that was brilliant. If I'm getting readers, they're going to be ridiculous, like <laughs> super chunky, cool, right. funky oh, I, shaped, colored. I, I have no doubt. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll run two more things okay. here. We're, what we're, women in their 40s are googling? Yes, is the list we're going through, and I'm like nodding at everyone. Here's the final two: foods that make you poop. <laughs> I'm like, why would that come up? In the <laughs> that that's one of them. Okay. Also, how to avoid peeing in the middle of the night. Oh, getting up to pee? Yes. Can't do it. That's a big search. That's a big search. Well, what if you didn't drink as much water? I do drink a lot of water. I know. And if if you're doing that right before you go to bed, which is not a bad thing, by the way. That's really, I think, one of the things that they advise, right? But I, when I get up to go to the bathroom in the night, I yeah. leave all the lights off. Yeah, you And do. I keep my eyes closed once I, like, sit down to go to the bathroom so I can, like, trap the tired in my eyes. Right. And, like, okay, I'm not, not going to have trouble falling back asleep. It's rare that I do get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. But when I do, I have a very difficult time falling going, back going back to sleep. So, uh, but just I thought that would be interesting for you to kind of... <laughs> Fig, figure out, and, and I wanted to know if it was some of the things now that you're approaching 38. Yeah, I, if it's I, some of the stuff that you were googling. A lot of that's I've googled like premenopause or like early onset menopause. I told my mom the other day something I don't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, "Well, I am almost 40," and she was very quick to text back, and she was like, "No, you're not." And I was like, "Actually, I'll be 38 this year, which yeah. means I'm pretty close to 40." But mom didn't like that because then that means. You know, if I'm that, almost 40, then <laughs> she's almost 60. <laughs> yep. Right. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Which is very young. And, and I was by like, the way, mom, chill out. Your fine. mom does not look anything close to 60. She got some no. really good genes. Well, my grandma just turned 80 and she's like, you'd the never honestly the dang thing you ever did see. Your grandmother looks 20 years younger than she yeah, actually. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. She's yeah. adorable. She's amazing. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap with what women are Googling. In their 40s. But on that note, real quickly, do you, I think a lot of people in today's world Google if they have a medical issue and they think that they're their own doctor and they can find the answer. Obviously. I mean, I mean, do you remember when you were pregnant with Clara? And, you know, again, doctors are, are very cautious down. They take all kinds of precautions. And... There was something on an ex on some kind of a, a an ultrasound or something that they saw, and she said, "Well, we want to send you." She explained what it was, and then she said, "We're going to send you up to the University of Minnesota, and we're just going to let them have a look, right?" Just do a more intensive, yes. like ultrasound. And by the way, nothing was wrong. And when we got up there, those guys are so good and so smart. Half the time, I didn't even know what they were saying. And we were there for like four minutes. Yeah, and, and we're like, and, mm, nope, everything's fine. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> He was like, I'm that'll be five hundred dollars. He was like, I'm really trying to figure out why you're really here, but it was just an abundance of precaution. But they remember Dr. Uh Carlson. Carlson said, Don't Google this. Well, she used to tell me that like about eight times during every appointment. Yeah. 
Like if I if I had any kind of like t- twinge of pain or like, it should be like, please don't Google it. Right. It's fine. Please. If you have concerns, please call the nurse line. Do not Google it. And th- the first thing I did was well, Google it. When we left her office that day when she was going to send us up to the University of Minnesota, I immediately got home and Googled it. Right. As and, you do. And it was horrifying because I, you know, if indeed the scenario was there, there was, we were It lo- was very bad. It was terrible. It was very bad. And, and that's why she said. Don't Google it. There are, the odds are this has nothing remotely close to that. So don't Google it. I don't want you thinking, because it was a couple of weeks before. It was like two weeks. Yeah. So, and then immediately, what do I do? I Google it. And what am I doing? I'm awake in bed at night, panicking for two weeks. And then we finally get up to see the doctor at the university. And then he comes out like literally five minutes after they do do the ultrasound. And he goes, his exact words was, your daughter's perfect. You're fine. I want you to go have a nice dinner. Go home and relax. That's literally And what he, he said. literally said that, and I there was this huge sigh of relief. But if we wouldn't have Googled it, oh, we wouldn't God. have even known no. what it could have been. So no. I don't know. I Yes, I Google every... That's like my my first answer for everything. They say Americans... Just Google it. Oh, my foot hurts. Oh, let me Google right? it. They say that Americans are self-diagnosed and it's dangerous. Of course it, it is. is. We have no we're idea. We're idiots. Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. So don't do that. If you legitimately feel like you have any issue... Go see your doctor. I'm like, oh my God, I definitely have a brain tumor. For, it's for sure a brain <laughs> right, tumor. Right, with, without a doubt. <laughs> Something we haven't talked about yet this week is tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. Tomorrow is. When we first met, was I wearing green every day in March? Was that a thing I did? Uh, you, eh, I can't remember. So I used to wear green. Every day. Every single day in March, which is obnoxious. Explain to people the passion you have oh. for the Irish culture. Well, uh, my maiden name is McGraw. It's as Irish as it gets. And both, and my grandma's maiden name is Ryan. And both of their grandparents were Irish immigrants to America. Right. So I am a, from an Irish family, an Irish American family, I should say. Right. And it, St. Patrick's Day has always been a big deal in our family. And in the community where I grew up, it was a huge Irish Catholic population. Northeast Iowa. Huge. Yeah. And they had a gi- they still do have a gigantic parade and celebrations all week. And like when I was a kid, they did a dance in the church basement and a potluck. And it was just this big deal my entire childhood. So in my early adulthood, I used to wear green every single day in, right. in the month of March. I will probably wear green tomorrow. You- but that's about as crazy as I get anymore. But your aunts... I have the rest of my family is they, still all cr- but crazy. they Joellen, which is on your dad's side, one of your aunts, she decorates her house like m- most people would for Christmas, except yeah. for with St. Patrick's Day. They decor. all do, all three of my aunts. It's do. bananas. My sister does. They're just they're very into St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it. I mean, I remember uh, being down there one year for the celebration in Wacon, Iowa, and. The Wacon is a, a town of a little over 5,000 people, correct? Uh, 4,000. 4,000. So, and when they have this parade, there's 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, mean, it brings in people from the tri-state area, and the tri-states are Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. I could not believe the crowd that it's showed wild. up. It was, I mean, it was impressive. Yeah. And it was all the candy and all the stuff that kids in this neck of the woods just are, you know, used to all summer long. Right. right? With right. The, like the 4th of July and parades like that. So, 
Uh, there was a, I remember the kids made a huge haul with the candy. It's fun. We haven't gone in years, and I mean, I don't. I, it's well, it's the the thing it's about parties. Well, the, <laughs> is what it turns into. The thing about St. Patrick's Day celebrations is inevitably it winds up tied to booze <laughs> because that's what Irish people and listen. And I know not all. You're generalizing. I know I'm not. But when I was in the service, that was, you know, as politically incorrect as we were in the United States Marine Corps. And I think all fellow servicemen and women can understand what I'm talking about. But the Irish guys were one of those groups that you just, (laughs) we were always like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. But St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And I noticed this year, and I I don't know what they're like. But they have these St. Patrick's Day parades all over the place. They do one in St. Peter, I think. St. Peter has one. And now I found out North Mankato has one. Really? And I don't know if it's three minutes long. Right. Or, I did not or, know. That. Or what the deal is. But somebody told me today. So I don't know if that's true or not. But it's huh. from a, a fairly reliable source. Well, that is interesting. That they have one. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be interesting to check that out? To tell you my level of St. Patrick's Day spirit. I scheduled Noah's school conference for seven o'clock tomorrow night. And you, well, there you go. That's, That's right. That's my St. Patrick's Th- there, Day. There's your St. Patrick's Day celebration. Uh, yeah. They say most of the uh, people that that celebrate, like I did when I was in my early twenties, uh, will start Thursday night, which is tomorrow night, and they will party right through the weekend. Well, so I, I top of the morning to you. I don't think I'm there anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't think we. I'll be in bed. I know. Oh, I will be in bed. I will be in bed by 9 o'clock I'm such a on St. Patrick's Day. Remember the year that we got your parents' DNA tests for Christmas? Yes. And your dad found out that There's he- There's a little bit of Irish in him. was Irish, yeah. and he got this ridiculous green sequined St. Patrick's Day hat. Right. And took a video say, saying Irish greetings and sent right. it to my family for St. Patrick's Day is like one of my favorite memories because he was so proud oh. of his green sparkly hat and his top of the morning to you. It was uh, so cute. What was that Ancestry site? I I bought them. I think it was, uh, was it 23andMe or AncestryDNA? It, it was 23andMe. Ancestry.com. I don't know. It, it was, was 20... kinda, You don't hear about them as and, much anymore. And because of that, as, as a matter of fact, from what I understand, it doesn't matter which one of those DNA type tests you take. They can't narrow it down to Ireland. It's Scotland, uh, it, Ireland, it's Wales. British Isles, right? Yeah, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, that area up there. And my dad, who was disappointed to find out that he was predominantly British. <laughs> and because he always thought he was the majority French, but he was a big chunk of French. But the majority, a, a little above that, was actually British. So he was a British and French, and he never... He was like, that's impossible. I'm like, no, it's not. I got to get one of those. It's absolutely not. So my dad found out that he was predominantly British and it blew his mind. And what was your mom? Uh, My mom was Norwegian and French. Okay. Yes. I need to. So my family is adamantly against. Well, they won't take it. The DNA test. They won't take it. And they say if anyone does take it, they don't want to know the results because they've lived their whole lives. Like they're 100% Irish. We're 100% Irish. (laughs) And my my one cousin and I, like the only two level-headed ones of the bunch, <laughs> we're right. like, no, guys. Was it Ryan? Yes. Of course. So. <laughs> He's an engineer. Um, and we're like, no, you're, we're, we're from Irish descendants, right. Irish immigrants. Right. 
came to America from Ireland, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're 100% Irish. No. Like, we don't know where their family was right. before that. Right. And, um, it, and I know they can trace some family to Ireland, and there's definitely oh, sure. Irish, <laughs> Irish ancestry, but my, <laughs> I can my look. crazy family forbids everyone yeah. to take a DNA test. I mean, it, it, the funny thing was, and I asked Maureen, who is your one, your aunt, I said, why don't you want to know? I said, you you could be living a lie. And that's why they don't <laughs> And that's know. why she doesn't oh, want to know, so right? Funny. But I mean, I honestly can look at your grandfather and see that he's Irish. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, it's and, not even a question. I, just, right, I yeah. don't know the percentages. And yeah. I think that's everyone just always has said we're 100% right, Irish, right, which right. is probably not the case. But that is, that. I'll tell you what, that is quite the celebration. And we have communities like that here in Minnesota as well. I know from, uh, I was born in the Twin Cities, and I can tell you that St. Paul's, uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration in the past, I, I know, has rivaled anything you'll see. Yeah, St. Paul, Chicago. Yeah, I, um, I know Boston, some, Massachusetts has a huge one. There's some rural communities like Kilkenny, yeah. I believe, has a really big... Um, Irish population, so it, it it's yeah. It would be very interesting to study the the uh, immigrants, right? The original settlers of this area and kind of what their stories are. Is there a uh, like, for example, New Ulm, Minnesota, is I think the most German town in America. I yeah. I think Seems I think that, I, I think no. I, I think statistically, aren't don't they win that? Oh, I don't know. I think they. I, but anyways, I'm just wondering if there's a, a community like that with Irish people in southern Minnesota, because I know that there is in Iowa, because I've been there. Because you've been, you've had the esteem pleasure. I, I was there. <laughs> Real quick story about the St. Patrick's Day celebration. To give you an idea what it's like in Wacon, Iowa on St. Patrick's Day, your uncle, who is a retired uh, Iowa State Patrol officer, yep. was the one who brought me down. He goes, now get ready. Because some of the things you are about to see are going to blow your mind. And I remember in the parade lineup, and I'm not making this up. I've told this story before, and I told it on the air while we did morning radio for years. But there was a guy driving a fuel truck. It was one of the local fuel trucks, right? So, that I mean, that's, you know. These, he owned the company. Yeah, these small town parades. Yep. That's what they do. They just drive their trucks or tractors or whatever through. But. He was in a fuel truck and in the cab while he was waiting, lined up, he was drinking a bush light and smoking a cigarette. This is driving a fuel truck. Now, you want to get your Class A clipped faster than anything you can imagine? Get caught doing that. And I, and I, and I looked around and I saw a law enforcement like they just turn a blind eye turning a blind eye they were like we don't see anything we just want these guys to get oh this over gosh. with i don't need i think they set up they they were they were uh monitoring who was going in and out of town they did that for years yeah because they just wanted to make sure that in nobody was yeah, drinking and driving were act, they were acting like fools it was just it was the most insane thing i've ever seen and that man is is no longer with us he just he, but rest, he just, he died peace. of uh, was did he got he got somebody he was an old guy yeah he was an old guy yeah but i mean when you see a guy because i was i, I remember that would be shocking for an outsider jarring. it is jar because i was like did you notice that nobody else was like batting an eye no was and, that weird and i was having a panic attack thinking 
I've got to get at least 100 yards away from this truck. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. But I was like, but that's the kind of things that you will see when you go to these small town Irish celebrations. So that that is, it's coming up tomorrow night. Are we going to have anything Irish to eat? No, Irish food is... mm. Do you like corned beef and cabbage? By the way, it was never corned beef and cabbage. The cabbage thing was added by... I don't know whoever, but I think it was potatoes. I don't know. It was. I think we it was know, like we, pork roast and potatoes and stuff like that. Because I know well, everybody knows that Irish. I mean, there was the the Great Potato Famine and stuff like that you read about in history. And so, but I think it was like pork roast and potatoes was the actual real Irish cuisine. And that's what we always. I mean, we ate that. Yeah. Weekly for meals <laughs> growing up, so the the food was not ever a big part of our St. Patrick's well, Day celebration. I know the uh, Irish people are not. Well, Please don't at me. But, I mean, I don't think that one of their things that they're known for is their cuisine. Well, right. I mean, that's right. what I yeah. was that's what you were of, just saying. That. That's what I was kind of insinuating. But Right. right. But anyways, uh, if you are going to celebrate, enjoy yourself because those days are, well, I think for, for anybody that has kids. Well, with the, right? we'll do the leprechaun we'll, trap. We'll, we'll do set, the, set the leprechaun trap, which whoever told our kids about that. That was your aunt. Oh, it was my aunt. Now they believe that every St. Patrick's Day. the leprechaun. I'm like, we didn't have a leprechaun trap when I was a kid. You have to turn a bunch of furniture over and mess some things up. Wreck wreck my beautiful living room that I just finished putting together. So the kids will actually, tomorrow night, build a trap. And they they will put some gold coins or something in there. And they will build a trap that they are convinced will catch the leprechaun when he comes for it. I'm going to ask him, what What if we catch him? What are you going to do with him? Oh, That'll God. be good fodder for tomorrow. And, and, and Clara, she's just, just turned five, 100% buys into all this stuff. Everything. The elves during Christmas, the leprechaun during St. Patrick's Day, the list just goes on. The Easter bunny, That's there's no end. There's no end them, to it. The whole right, crew. Right. So anyways, remember, we're here every morning with a fresh start at 6 a.m. Uh, subscribe and you'll get a notification when our new podcast launches every weekday morning. Very convenient. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. You can also search George and Jess Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and follow along there as well. And we've just got more fun where that came from. And we'll be back tomorrow morning for a <laughs> top of the morning. Right? Because <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Good Day. Good one.